0: This podcast is sponsored by Moody's Analytics. Moody's Analytics offers software and data solutions paired with extensive credit expertise to help clients make better credit decisions and execute those decisions more effectively. To learn more about how Moody's Analytics can help you gain a consistent view of risk across your portfolio, visit Moody'sAnalytics.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Union people, credit union ideas.
1: Climate change poses both long and near term risks to the safety and soundness of financial institutions. In the near term, consider the increased threat of wildfires in the western United States or the higher frequency of more severe weather events such as hurricanes and droughts created by the greenhouse effect. I'm Ron Jose, a senior editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News podcast, James Partridge, senior editor of Risk Solutions Practice at Moody's Analytics, explores how his company can help credit unions navigate risk and ESG. ESG means using environmental, social, and governance factors to measure the sustainability efforts of an organization. In this interview, Partridge will discuss how to compile an ESG score, the role of compliance in climate risk, and how climate risk can affect an organization's bottom line. Most importantly for credit unions, Partridge discusses how credit unions can integrate climate data into their lending decisions. James, thanks for joining us today. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background with Moody's?
0: Yeah, sure. Happy to. So I I joined Moody's almost nine years ago. I came straight at a a grad school where I did a PhD in economics and started doing a lot of the credit modeling in our consumer uh, credit analytics group. Um, and then over the last few years, I've joined uh, the sales team in a role that we call an industry practice lead. And there, we act as a, a kind of a, a voice of all the external partners of Moody's internally to make sure that their their needs are being met and their voice is heard. Uh, and in that role, I cover credit analytics still, but also over the last few years, um, ESG and climate risk, and in particular how we're integrating those things into the existing processes that we do at Moody's. So just to get started. Let's talk
1: about ESG. What does ESG stand for?
0: ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And it's hard to put a tight definition around it. Um, It's a pretty broad area right now. It started in the sustainable finance world as a way to kind of communicate some additional things about the, the projects and companies you might be in, investing in R- right now you know we use it at Moody's Analytics uh, in a way that meant to convey additional information about firms different companies do it in different ways and you know the data that they provide might mean you know the company is exposed to to various uh, risks related to those concerns maybe that's their impact on the on the outside world that tends to be like the most common way to think about it you know the E S and G scores are a set of uh, data points that attempt to describe how that entity had that firm company bank whatever it is affects the outside world so under the e you could have something like greenhouse gas emissions which uh, is a measure of how much um, greenhouse gas is emitted by that by that company
1: so let's talk about climate risk it's it's an everyday part of life and business and let's just get level set what is climate risk
0: yeah, so there's uh, all these risks associated with you know the the current state of uh, you know weather and climate, but also the the future risks associated with moving to a, a low carbon economy. Right. And so right now we have, uh, you know, certain risks associated with hurricanes hitting, floods hitting, uh, and that might damage properties. It might disrupt local economies. But then as we move into the future, it is likely going to be the case that we do something to, to fight climate change. Right. We enact carbon taxes and other carbon policies. Those are going to uh, cause the economy to rearrange things like internal combustion engines becoming less popular, electric vehicles becoming more popular. Those mean kind of fundamental differences will happen in the economy. So employment will go up in some sectors, down in some sectors. We call those transition risks, and there are a few other things that would fall under that as well. Uh, and so you know we have those kind of two, two sides of it. There's the the physical risk, which is the, associated with uh, weather events, and more chronic changes like sea level rise or heat stress, and then the transition risks that I mentioned, which are associated with with moving to a low carbon economy, and then all of those things kind of come together and might impact how credit unions uh, do do their lending. Right, if you're lending to in, in the CRE world, the commercial real estate world, then climate risks are going to have some impact on on the risks associated with that that real asset that backs the
1: loan. Just as one example, compliance is always a a big topic with credit unions just because of the resources involved. Are credit unions subject to any ESG or climate risk regulations that we should be concerned with? Nothing
0: major yet, right? So we've just had the first set of kind of exercises uh, around the world for, for climate risk for all the different financial institutions. Uh, And in the US, uh, the Fed just announced that it's running the first exercise with the top six banks in the US. So we're a long ways away from you know, credit unions and community banks being impacted by by such an exercise. Uh, and there they're looking at the climate risk impacting the, the operations and lending of, of those institutions. And then on the ESG side, the most kind of prominent set of regulations that that might be enacted are these SEC proposed rules to implement uh, climate risk disclosures. Uh, so there you would be required to disclose if you are a public company any sort of climate risks that are material to your to your operations and to your business that will not uh, impact credit unions but you might see some sort of flavors of both of those kind of years down the
1: line but right now um, nothing nothing uh, substantial so outside of the regulatory environment in compliance I mean climate risk is has been somewhat polarizing, why should we care about ESG or climate risk?
0: So I, I think of ESG as an additional source of data that you might want to use to guide your lending and investment. There's the side of it where if you want your lending and investment to reflect the values of your institution. Right. So credit unions tend to be more involved in their community, tend to support community initiatives, you know, um, good hiring practices and and treating your employees well and and things like that. That is all reflected in ESG scores. Right. And so if you want to do business with other uh, entities such as yourself that match your values, then you can use this ESG data to find those those companies. There's also a set of risks associated with firms that have poor ESG scores. Remember the G is for governance. And so it's meant to capture the quality of governance at that company. Poorly governed uh, companies tend to do worse. They tend to default more frequently, tend to have poor financial performance. Not always, but they tend to. Uh, And so it's also a set of data points to, to help with that.
1: So what is an ESG score?
0: An ESG score takes it can be created in a variety of ways depending on the on the company that does it. Right, an ESG score um, is broken down into a bunch of subscores. So there might be one overall ESG score, and then there'll be a score for E, S, and G separately. And then within each of those three categories, you will have subcategories. So I mentioned before under E, you would have greenhouse gas emissions. You might also have some some other things that are related to the environment. And then under social and governance, you would have things like um, I, I mentioned the, the fair uh, hiring practices before governance you'd have the makeup of the Board of Governors uh, and different kind of data points there, right? And then there will be some quantitative measures like greenhouse gas emissions. There will be some subjective measures in there as well where an analyst will figure out the appropriate scoring for for that that subscore. And so it becomes this set of 30 to 40 data points where uh, it's measuring each of those factors in a variety of ways, and then rolling up into higher and higher numbers for ESG, and, and then ESG overall, like I mentioned, so that it can be used in a variety of different ways.
1: So, are there other metrics available to measure ESG and climate risk?
0: Yeah. So I, I kind of covered the the ESG side of it. There is some overlap with the metrics that might be used for climate risk. As an example, that GHG emissions, greenhouse gas emissions I mentioned, uh, that can be a good shorthand way to measure exposure to the transition risks I, I mentioned before. But then within climate risk, there's a whole host of other data points, right? Um, if you're looking at the exposure to say a hurricane the asset that is at risk so a building could be a home could be you know an apartment could be an office tower something like that will be in a particular location so knowing its address and its exposure to all the hazards at that particular location is important and then the makeup of the building is also important right so things like the level of the of the ground floor um, and how far it is away from uh, sea level or, or ground level will tell you how exposed it is to flood risk right so if that first starts higher than the ground then it's less exposed to flood risk than one that is this right at ground level so it's a really kind of diverse set of data points that you might want to look at on the on the climate risk side depending on exactly like what you want to capture.
1: Now back to the ESG scores how can a credit union improve their ESG standing are there things that credit union can do to to improve that obviously there must be Do do you want to discuss those a little bit?
0: Sure yeah so I mean it. I'm of the opinion that credit unions, for the most part, would get really good ESG scores kind of off the bat. They tend to be really involved in their communities, be a positive force uh, in the local economy, You know, support um, maybe minority business owners and, and things like that, depending on exactly what their the values as a credit union might be. Uh, they're, they're a group of people that that kind of come together and, and support each other um, at the end of the day in the in kind of financial sense, right? So a lot of that Positive um, force will be reflected in the the social and the governance scores within uh, the overall ESG score. For the environmental side, minimizing your impact on the environment is something that a lot of uh, entities are already doing, right? And so, lowering your your carbon emission or G, your greenhouse gas emissions, excuse me, um, by lowering the amount of energy that you use, you know, heating and cooling and, and things like that, would improve improve that score there. Um, and then there are other things like water usage and um, uh, things like that that could also be uh, minimized to, to improve your environmental score but the, the S and the G component I think would reflect really well on credit unions already uh, but there might be some things there that, um, that could be improved things like the makeup of the board and governors so making sure it reflects the uh, kind of local community that the credit union represents having a good mix of, of people on the board would, would help there as an example
1: So climate risk we've been hearing about it a lot how do how do companies assess the risk climate exposure how do they go about doing that can you talk about that
0: sure yeah there's there's a few different ways so the the risk of the company itself could be reflected in the uh, physical location of that company so if it has you know, manufacturing facilities. If it has, um, you know, a headquarters an office. If we're talking about the credit unions themselves, it would be the branches and and the and the head office. Each of those locations is exposed to climate risk because it could be hit by, you know, a hurricane, a flood, a wildfire. And uh, the way in which you measure that would be to use some kind of scoring system. Right? We have uh, one of those available at, at Moody's. It just takes the the address tells you the relative exposure to all the different kind of climate hazards that are associated with climate risk, then the step above that would be to use a kind of model that allows you to get the kind of value at risk, right? So the potential damages from one of those events in in the monetary sense, that would be the, the, the cost required to repair or replace that facility. So that might, you might want to call like operation risk. And then and there's also the risk to the uh, lending that a credit union might do, right? So they have uh, all these loans out there. Some of those loans are backed by assets, homes, properties, whatever it is. Each of those properties is exposed to a certain amount of climate risk. So in the same kind of way, you could measure the um, potential damage to those, those properties. And then the businesses themselves might be selling into an area, that is exposed to physical risk. So, you know, a hurricane happens, that local economy is shut down for a little while. And so all the businesses that are in that economy will have uh, lower revenues while that local economy is shut down. That means it's gonna have less income and therefore it might be more difficult for it to to pay its debts, to service its debts. And so you'll see some sort of credit risk emerge as well um, in some cases when there's a weather event.
1: Let's dig a little further on how how can climate risk impact the financial stability of a business?
0: The most direct way is what I was just describing, right? Where, you know, a local economy is shut down and the, the revenues the business sees will be lower for a little while. You know, damages to their properties should also be included in that kind of direct impact. But then if you think about how a business operates, it's part of a value chain, part of a supply chain. Right And so it's going to buy intermediate goods from, from other companies. Maybe those companies are affected, but the one in question is not. And so it has trouble uh, sourcing all of the pieces it needs to produce whatever it's producing, right? That could be a source of, of climate risk down the, down the supply chain. Then you go kind of up the supply chain uh, and the, the people that it's selling to might be shut down for a while, and so it's not able to sell its goods into, into the value chain. Right? And so on both sides, there's, there's, there's some kind of financial risk there, you know, and then you could expand that for, for companies that are, that are more uh, kind of complicated and, and sophisticated uh, with a more kind of inter- intricate value chain.
1: And then finally, you touched on this a little bit, but let's talk about how credit unions can incorporate this climate data into their credit decisions.
0: Yeah. So this is an, an emerging area. So even some of the the biggest banks around the world are not yet including climate risk into lending policy directly. In some cases, they are, but but many of them aren't. What what we're seeing is kind of the groundwork being laid. So to in order to you know, effectively use information in lending policy in the origination process. You really have to understand it, and so a lot of the work has been to you know get the ball rolling around climate risk, start to you know purchase some some data that would map any of the exposures that the the, um, the bank or credit union has. To climate risk, so you have a a, a commercial real estate loan. The property is located in a certain location. Let's see what that location is exposed to in terms of the different uh, sources of weather risk. Right. Once we get a view of the of the kind of current portfolio, start to understand how this how this uh, climate risk is impacting the current operations. Then we can start thinking about tying that to different kind of data points that we already care about. Right. I mentioned before you know revenues and income, there's the, the debt servicing uh, as well that might be impacted there. So taking a look at the current portfolio and getting a sense of you know how climate risk might affect that allows you to start building a case for how you want to bring it into your lending policy. One example might be you know if a carbon tax was enacted, and this could be a ways down the line, but it's, it's, it's a, a realistic possibility. If a carbon tax is enacted, then uh, companies that are high emitters would pay a higher amount of tax, right? That means that they have less after-cost revenue, you know, to service their debts. And so you might want to work with them to lower their emissions now so that the carbon taxes they pay in the future are lower. That could be worthwhile in the sense that uh, it limits the credit risk that you face with that particular borrower. And so, you know, let's offer them some uh, interest rate relief to, to, in exchange for lowering emissions because it's win-win in that case. There are also going to be some things like you know resiliency adaptations and you know lowering the amount of energy that a, a company uses to to lower its total energy bill. Credit unions can work with those borrowers to finance those uh, kind of adaptations and renovations to, to do so.
1: Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts,
0: and Stitcher Radio. This podcast was sponsored by Moody's Analytics. To learn more about how Moody's Analytics can help you gain a consistent view of risk across your portfolio, visit moodysanalytics.com.